Welcome back into the Monkey Sports Podcast, episode number six. It's your boy Hank here hosting for you. Today, we are brought to you by Monkey Sports. If you use promo code PODCAST10 at checkout, that's the word PODCAST and the number 10 at checkout, you will save 10% off non all non-MAP items. So save you a little bit of cash headed into the holiday season. Also be on the lookout for all of our Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals coming to you very, very soon. Check the website on Friday. Make sure you're up to date on that. We've got some primo items going on sale as well. Now let's get right into the show. Hi, hello. How are you? Welcome back into the Monkey Sports Podcast episode number six. I think we're on six now. Super excited to be back with you once again in studio. Today I am joined by Paul and Clayton. Boys, give us a little hello. Howdy, howdy. What's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, super excited today. We had more of a themed episode last week. Uh, I thought it was fun. We did road tripping. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, go listen to episode number five with Grayson and Chris. But today's episode, a little bit more general, but also structured at the same time. Kind of a fun combo. So, guys, uh, how's the week's going? How was the weekend? Anything big going on? We- weekend was the weekend. You know, usual, just nowhere near long enough. Yeah, same. Just kind of sat around, did uh, some groceries, but that's about it. How much else you can do right now, right? Exactly. All right, let's roll right into it because I got some fun topics. I was sitting down here in the podcast room this morning. I was like, let's let's talk about some things that annoy me. So first <laughs> of all, we're going to jump into, uh, I was just listening to our Lacrosse Monkey pregame mix that you can find on Spotify. And I was worrying, wondering what you guys thought were the best and worst like pregame or like walk-up songs that you've ever listened to. Stuff where like you're at the arena and you're like, dang, that sucks. Turn it off. Or something that's like really gets you going and really hyped. Uh, an example for this that I have is uh, when I was on TikTok the last few months, I'll see a video where it's this junior hockey team and they play a Kesha song where it's like heartbeat to the beat of the drum. And then on the beat of the drum, they slap their sticks on the ice like three times. It's super cool and coordinated. It's like, bah, bah, bah. it's like, that was just a good example I was thinking about. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this as well. Yeah. I mean, walk up songs are always hype. Uh, personally, can't go wrong with Seek and Destroy by Metallica um something like that something good hard to get you going there's a there's a reason stuff like metallica acdc is so used as we had it on as we came as we came into the room the uh the washington nationals a couple of years ago adopting baby shark as we their, were baby sharking earlier as their as their as their theme song just because why not wasn't and, it one of the players had it as a walk-up song yeah, it, like had yeah a it was a walk-up song and then the team sort the team sort of took it over and that was the year they were they won the world series so Obviously, Baby Shark got some magic going. <laughs> Baby Shark was hype. Yeah, I mean, as far as kind of a Homer thing, the stars here in Dallas use Pantera as a goal song, and I, it, it's hype every time they score a goal. It's a, it like a loud scream or something? It's a personal Pantera song yeah, that was made for them. Pantera, Pantera wrote it for them during their 99 Cup run, and I will say I got to go to the Winter Classic New Year's Day. The first goal they scored when as soon as Pantera went off, 80,000 people do it, doing the chant with it was one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. Yeah, it's pretty hype. I do enjoy the loud music post goals. Uh, in lacrosse, they started doing like this weird like purge siren this summer. It was like, bang! <laughs> uh, they started I, doing I, like I, on the third day and everyone was like, well, I guess we're doing this now. I, I remember, I've ever seen that. I was watching one of the, it was, PLL was doing it. Yeah, I don't know. It was like the third day, though. They didn't do it on the first. They like someone discovered it and they're like, we should do this. The the Perch Sirens gotten gotten a lot of play, a lot of places the last last little while I found. It's kind of weird. If you guys want me to pop off, I'll talk about the Perch, but maybe not today. (laughs) (laughs) So many flaws. Great idea for execution. Episode number seven. Just Hank going off on the Perch for 30 minutes. Listen, I'll sit on a pod (laughs) for 30 minutes and just talk about something. If it's the Perch, it's the Perch. You know what I'm saying? But. 
Yeah, the purge sounds always hype. I feel like the like classic hockey sound is just like the or what is it? What is the, the, like, goal the horn? horn? Yeah, yeah the does goal everyone horn. do that? Pretty the, much. It, you know, each team's they're sort of getting into. They have their own unique horn, goals, goals, goal horn. But uh, it's it's a thing. And then you have just some weird weird songs. You know, after you know my Homer, my my Homer one with the with Toronto and the Leafs, they the their goal horn. And then the goal song's Hall and Oates, because why not? <laughs> hey, Hall and Oates. Can't go wrong with classics. I had some Billy Joel gum before you guys came down to same Billy box. Joel to Billy Joel to Baby Shark to Big Bill. What is going on at Hank's yeah, mind That's pretty today? much my morning. I was like, let's get hyped. And then you guys walked in and were like, no. <laughs> Monday morning playlist. My lacrosse monkey pregame playlist. All right. Going live. Right. Actually, we got like 50 listeners. It's super cool. I had an Apple one. Like you had to make an Apple account to do it. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then my subscription ran up because I did the trial, and some kid sent me a message like, I can't find it. I'm like, it went away. <laughs> it <laughs> died. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, another sort of topic I was thinking about, because I think about weird things during my off time. Uh, I'm very passionate about color combos for teams. One of my favorite things to think about is I love teams that have two primary colors. Like if you're on, for instance, football reference, the New England Patriots, they're blue, white, and red, right? Red, white, and blue probably is the normal way to say that. Um and sometimes the receivers wore like red gloves to go with it. And I love that. I love when you can wear like a second color or like uh, Kyler Murray had yellow cleats on this weekend because the Cardinals have a little bit of yellow in their beak, which they should use more yellow. Uh, was kind of curious what you guys thought were some of the best color combos for pro juniors, whatever level of sports and what, what you think are the worst. Cause I have lots of thoughts on this. I mean, my, 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 you know, going back to my homework pick leaves classic blue and white. You just, you, you get that, you get that combo. If you, if you pull it off, it works really well. Don't if they do like a lighter blue though, it's it's a it's a light royal. You can you can find another shade that doesn't work so well. And as far as combos that don't really work, I was never a huge fan. And weird because I ended up I was a broadcaster for all their sports. Was when I was at UT when I was at UT Dallas. It's orange and green. Ah, you the orange and green UTD. We've talked it, about them on this podcast it before. Was, it, it's I mean I'm you know I'm sitting courtside broadcasting a basketball game going. Boy, do I hate these jerseys. Boy, do I hate these jerseys. It was a choice to do you green oh, and absolutely. Uh, orange. orange and green are my favorite colors, and those jerseys were a choice. <laughs> like, I, I, you just don't put things together sometimes. Well, it's because for those who are not from the state, because we just talk about Texas all the time in this podcast now, um, UT has, like, a bunch of sister schools. I guess that's the term you'd use. Daughter, daughter schools. Whatever, like, different mm. schools that are under their name. Like, there's UT. Austin is the main one you know about, like, Hook'em, you know, Matthew McConaughey, the whole thing. And then there's like UT Dallas, UT Arlington. I'm sure there's some in Houston as well. Um, but they all have to have orange in their school colors. So you get orange and green if you're UT Dallas. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a mood. <laughs> it's a choice. Definitely a choice. Not a good one. Anything? I've always liked when pulled off correctly is the black, black and red, like uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I just think it looks real clean. Black uh, is definitely a choice. I feel like Chicago in general kind of went hard in the red and black, like post-Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know. Black's also tough if it's your primary color, though, because then you're stuck in this weird sort of realm of, like, having flares of red and you can't read the numbers or the names, and ugh, it's tough. I mean, if you and you know you want to go full classics, you'll get, you'll get go to baseball. As much as I hate them, the Yankees uniforms are, in color scheme, the, the black and white is crisp. Agreed. It's timeless. I don't, I'm not a Yankees fan, but the, the uniform and the look is timeless. Is the Yankees uniform cool because it's existed, or is it cool because it's cool? Like, if a team just started wearing that and we never had the concept of it, would it be cool, or would it be like, what's with these weird stripes? That's a good. That's a good question. I, I think 
it's I think it's fifty fifty. I think it's probably fifty fifty. It's a chicken and egg. Yeah, no, because nobody's going to be bold enough now, really, to try it. You know, the two big pinstripe teams you look at, the Cubs and the Yankees. They've had that since you know nineteen hundred or whatever. Since the dead ball era, before the dead ball, even before dead ball. What does dead ball mean? When everything was about pitching and every game ended up one nothing or two to one. Oh, so the National League got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Good joke, Pretty much. Okay. Hate, hate coming from the top rope on the on the NL. I'll just, I'll <laughs> fight baseball people on uh, vocally on podcasts. I'll be very nice to them in person, but I have takes. I have thoughts. <laughs> Why do they not have a DH? Who cares? Let's have fun. Oh, it's fun when he bunts. I like when he bunts and goes out. That's really fun. Yeah, the pitcher really helping. Strike out every but strike out every time. But they hit a homer like once a year. It's fun. I mean, that you would miss out on Bartolo Colon, uh, yeah, like fat, fat guy home run. And then the other <laughs> thousand at-bats, he's just swinging with his helmet falling off. Well, and then you force the AL teams to play that way once, you know, they do the interleague games. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Watching an AL pitcher try and, like, swing a bat, which they haven't done since, like, high school. Yeah. Because they become, like, what do they call POs when they get to college? Pitchers only. And, uh, they just guys have no idea. Yep. Another hot baseball opinion, because I got them right now. Uh, I hate white baseball hats. I think they're the ugliest thing in the world. I hate when they have the white on just the front and then blue on the back or whatever, and I hate when the whole hat is white. I think it looks awful. All white, yes. The like a blue brim, ugh. Yeah, the, yeah. All all white is. Yeah, it's, Milwaukee did it for a couple of years. So did the Rays. They got really into that like white face colored the rest. Yeah. Toronto, Toronto did it too. Did, did it for a while. Did it for a while too with the white face, the white face, and then the blue, the blue rest of the hat, which. Hard to pull off, but you can sort of do it. But yeah, all white is just ugh. It's the worst. Yeah, all white in any of the sports and any of the uh-huh. uniforms, like a white base color, I'm not a big fan of. It just gets dirty really Football easily. Football, basketball, it's the whole thing. It, but, it uh, it's hard. I, I don't love it. I do like the icy all white. I guess that's just sort of my. It's become a bigger thing as the all white, the icy white, the whole ice thing. out. Yeah, yeah, the white shit, uh, and then they just get torn up. I guess because everyone plays on turf now for sports outside. So no one cares. Yeah, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the grass stains anymore. Yeah, right. Do do hockey jerseys? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because it's just water. Those don't like get stains in them or anything, do they? I mean, sweat stains. Yeah. but that's but that's it. <laughs> I mean, pros don't have to really worry about that probably because they <laughs> hey. get they get theirs done automatically. But yeah, I found out the other day from our manager that uh, pros will like get sent sticks by people, use them for like a day, and be like, eh, and then the team will sell them in the pro shop. Like you can go buy Sagan's like yep. whatever he didn't like. Because they bought thirty of them and they don't about, know what to do. About with thirty, them. he tried one. That's and went, wild. Nah, cool. Yeah, pro stock hockey equipment is a huge market. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just never thought. I couldn't think of like a lacrosse player like using a shaft and like you can buy it now. It's like <laughs> no one wants. That. I can just go get the same thing right over Paul there. Ra- Paul Rabel pro stock. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I I remember him telling me that. And I was like, people do that, and he's like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh yeah. Or like Hot. the Ovechkin stick that was like Russian oligarchy themed. It's like five k right now on sideline swap. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those are that was that's a fun one. <laughs> I guess it goes into more memorabilia. I'm just so functional in how I exist that I'm like, I had no no need for that. It's not a lot of it. Like the Ovechkin one's memorabilia, but a lot of the like pro like pro stock stuff like that for hockey. No, that's straight up so they can use it. Do you like flex on kids that you have a Sagan stick or something? That's the only hockey player I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it mean, was Madonna, not Sagan. A lot of people like to flaunt their pro stock stuff if they pick it up. I can af- I can afford this. I'm cool. It's is making it me expensive? play better. Depends on what it is. I mean, comparative to retail. Like I mean, we're retail, I guess. If I was like, I want only pro stock, would it be like 15% more expensive? Like 10%? What's kind of the ballpark? It, it depends, depends how, like, depends how old it is. Like one, some guy will use, you know, I, I love this stick, so I'm going to use it for two model cycles. Mm. And it, but usually winds up probably within like five to 10% either way of what Jeez. a retail would be. 
Yeah, with hockey pro stock stuff, you're more. It's more of the there's unique features to them because a lot of these companies will build stuff into the product that's not in the retail stuff specifically for a player, like a specific flex or different kind of palm and a glove. The the Ryan O'Reilly pro stock stick that right. they did that Ryan O'Who. He, Ryan O'Reilly plays for the St. Louis Blues. His pro that. stock stick that we have we have a few of that I don't think they actually put it on the re- on the retail, but when you when he gets to the toe of his blade, it literally takes there's like a ninety degree bend right at the toe of the stick. Because that's because it gives gives him more puck control that he likes. What the yeah. it's yeah, it the blade literally goes like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, a the, crankshaft the, the appeal of Pro stock stuff for hockey is more so the stuff built into it versus retail. You're just going to get a, some more features usually. So you might or, pay a little bit more, but you're going to get extra padding or a different palm or yeah, glo- gloves, gloves or pants. You're going to, you know, they'll you. It's actually team issue, team issued. You know, full full logos, full team embroidery, everything on it. That's also been like a that's always been like a mega like theory in like lacrosse social media worlds is that like pros get like better versions of the stuff that they make. But then I see it, I'm like, no, they just come up with that thing like a year later. Like they don't hide stuff. If it's better, they're just gonna put it out, right? Yep. For lacrosse yeah. especially. For hockey, I guess they, you know, can get a little bit more customizable with it. It's more customizable and the pros get it usually a year in advance of everybody else. So you'll see pros using sticks that don't exist. Yeah, the, a lot the, of times. The next, the Nexus Geos that just came that just came out. For example, I mean, yeah. they had guys like McCarr and you know everybody else who's using the Nexuses. They've had those. They had those all last season, and yeah. they just released last week. Yeah, they hit for, retail last week for the public. So it's kind of sticking with the equipment part. I, I've never played an ice sport before. I'm an outdoor boy. I like the grass. I like the sun, um, and my gear was relatively clean because I wash it like once a week. Kind of curious from you guys, what hockey-wise would you guys say in your experience is the grossest piece of equipment? <laughs> it sits in your bag, it stanks, it gets shredded, like it goes bad the quickest. What's the worst for hockey? I mean, it can or vary. Baseball. It can vary, but I would say my gloves are usually yeah, glo- stinky yeah. just because that's what I smell when I go to put them on. I, I, it's just you smell it coming out of the glove instantly. Yeah, glove gl- for for hockey. Def- hockey definitely gloves. Baseball. It, it's not really one piece, but the whole deal is catcher's gear. Catcher's gear. Yeah, how do you wash catcher's gear? You throw it on the freaking machine. You throw it, it on delicate. Well, given that the leg guards are just are like a plastic shell on top of it, not so much. No, you, you just Lysol I mean, spray it until it stops. Pretty much. Pretty much. You know that lacrosse gear smell. Catcher's gear is really the only thing that comes close for baseball. With Laxo, you can wash everything. Yeah. Nothing can't go in the the but it's, washing machine except but, your helmet. Yeah, but that that smell, you know, before before you wash it, it permeates. Yeah, so you that smell, you know, that's catcher's gear gets gets to that level. Good thing I have those little plastic balls that were shaped like soccer balls to escape scents in my bag. <laughs> those were good for like a week, and then they get crushed on some random field. Yeah, those go pretty quick. <laughs> that's uh, crazy. I mean, personal experience, as long as I set my equipment out like afterwards and it dries, it's not usually a big deal. You wash them. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's when you have like a tournament and you're playing multiple games in a row or in a weekend and your gloves and your equipment just stays wet and you put your helmet oh, yeah. on and your helmet's wet. So much water. It, I never thought of how much water hockey yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's from sweat. water sport. Between sweat and water. If you're playing multiple games in a row, your your equipment gets pretty gross. Yeah, you're playing three games a day. You playing three games in a day. You get to the last. You get to the last game, and it's your gears ten pounds heavier because it's just holding all the sweat you've had. Yeah, that that's when I I get grossed out by my equipment. <laughs> so, as someone who's still involved in lacrosse as in a coaching capacity, we'll travel for trips and stuff like for high school and and little kids and stuff. And when we go for high school trips in the spring, I'm in charge of like making sure everyone's in their room and all that kind of stuff. 
and every room I walk into after a game, you just get hit with a wall of just stale. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a very oh, yeah. distinct, yeah. like, Holiday Inn, La Quinta, stale, plus lacrosse gear. And, like, we tell the kids, lay all your stuff out on the ground at least. I used to hang mine in the closet. Um, but all their clothes are scattered throughout the, the whole room. <laughs> There's Sour Patch Kids everywhere. It's just such a distinct smell. I remember it when I played, and it's the exact same when I'm a coach, like, 10 years later. It's crazy. Nothing is – the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, I mean, for hockey, I, I'm – the standard you get in the car sometimes if my bag's in there i'm gonna warn you about the smell automatically because if you get in the car and my hockey equipment's in there it's gonna stink what do travel teams do for hockey because they just ride around in buses and stuff do you get a chance to wash that stuff like how does that work usually no what uh, your juniors team if you're a juniors team i mean that's all i know about yeah i mean part i mean you get the good you get the good locker room so you know, if you're if you're on a road trip, you're playing you know a couple games in the same city. You at least have a stall or something where you can where you can hang and sort of at least sort of dry out in the locker room, as opposed to a men's league or something where even if you're playing in a tournament, somebody else is coming in to use the locker room after you. So you're throwing your white gear right into the bag and you got to take it out, and then wait to go back into your ne- into the next locker room. So that sounds awful. It gets gross. Oh, the worst I bet is hockey chest pads. Those things are so complex. Oh, how do you wash that? Goal, goalie, goalie chest protectors are. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's they're bathtub huge. scoops of OxyClean. Is that, is that the yeah, strat? I, yeah. I, I oh just yeah. Soak, soak, soak. I guess my I should stuff. have asked Chris and Grace in this one. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, nerds, I, I, play, I play. I play. I play goal. I play goalie I too. So well. it's it's it. You get the uh, the goalie soup is what goalie it's, soup. Yeah. It's you, sure. literally, you throw it in the bath, literally throw it in the bathtub with scoops of OxyClean and it's, you know, let it sit for a few hours and it, it's a, uh, it, it's a color and a smell. <laughs> so on TikTok recently, there's been a trend about um, people like in their college, cause I, I'm on college TikTok. That's all I watch. It's kids in college. Uh, they take their old like couches from like the 1980s from their dorm rooms and they, it's called stripping where they do the same thing. They do like bleach and like Oxycontin and all this stuff and they put it in the bathtub and the water turns like this red brown color, but it's, oh, it's the worst. That's the only thing I can think of when you, when you yeah. said that same kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Stripping college couches from 1984. Yeah. It's <laughs> the same stuff. You just soak your equipment and the water gets gross. How do you dry that? Just hang dry? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> A little sun maybe? A little clothesline? Yep. Yeah, if you got the room, put it outside in the sun if it's it is, but if not, just hang it, dry it. That's so crazy. We talked a lot about cleaning today. <laughs> Available now on lacrossemonkey.com. All your cleaning. Can you imagine that was a plug? Laundry I just went right oh. into a sponsor. Laundrymonkey.com. <laughs> Coming 2022. Wouldn't no, put it past us. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Laundry monkey. Put it alongside volleyball monkey and uh I think we had a basketball monkey at one point. Most requested soccer monkey, uh, basketball monkey. I hear it all. Yep. Soccer monkey. Yeah. Just go buy cleats. What do you mean? I mean, there's just not a lot of equipment. <laughs> there's literally just cleats and, and shin pads and like water bottles. What yeah. else do you need? It's the cheapest sport in the world. It's great. Yep. Unless you live in America. Not going into U.S. soccer right now. <laughs> Moving on from that before I go on another rant. Uh, sticking with the sports theme because we're having a fun time with it right now. Uh, if you guys had to look at any of the sports that we currently have, which is hockey, baseball, and lacrosse, if you're just now listening for the first time ever, what is one rule change you would make in any of those sports to make it better? This could be as something as small as like changing the color of something, something as big as going to a complete like mechanical or robotic change and stuff. Like, What kind of stuff would you want to see at any level of play? If I'm going to go hockey, it's taking a rule out, and it's because it is my biggest pet peeve, and I hate it. It's the trapezoid. What does that mean? My brain so don't work. There, so, what was that? Early two thousand. Early two thousand. After the lockout. After the, it was after the lockout. Six, yeah. yeah. So on the rink behind the goal line, 
there's a trap there's a trapezoid directly behind the goal like actually painted or yeah imaginary? painted on painted on the ice okay and goalies can only touch the puck behind the goal line in that area sorry i'm trying to think what a trapezoid shape is and i got it mixed up with rhombus yeah so, so i'm just like double like, checking sort of, sort got of, it yeah yeah cut off triangle yeah so they put it in because to take out to take out goalies t- handling the pucks in the corner and stopping stopping breakouts so they don't get smoked no, just because they'd co- someone would come in, dump the puck, try and go chase it. Goalie gets to it first, bop out past out past him. But why is that a bad thing? It killed offense. But you're down to maybe two guys who can who can two three guys in the league now who can handle the puck. It was the Marty Berder Marty Turco rule. That's literally the only reason I know, they both brought those names. That's literally the only reason they bought they brought it in. So they don't want the goalies handling the puck outside of like a three foot area. It's a delay. It's Pretty a delay. Game, it's a delay game penalty. What's if they the do. advantage of that? Theoretically, so like, you like said, I just think safety. <laughs> I just think you don't want the goalie getting smoked in a yeah. corner. No, it's so it's so if you put it if you put the puck into the corner mm-hmm. and go chase and, as an offensive you know, player as an offensive player, got it. You get it, chip it past the defenseman, go pick it up in uh-huh. the corner, got it. So without without that, there theoretically the goalie can go get it and get to it quicker than you're able to. Yeah, theoretically it opens up the ice. <laughs> get, Isn't that just gets crazy more risk reward though for the goalie if they go after that because like, they miss it like oh open net see ya. It's like. Paul said it. It's kind of was made for certain goalies because there were goalies who were good at playing the puck, and you know I think they just wanted to kind of take that away. Hi, terrible puck playing goalie over here. <laughs> I literally didn't know that was a rule. Yeah, it's that's I'm such a casual. That is my least favorite rule, possibly ever. I'd say mine for hockey, if we could take one out, would be the dumping the puck over the glass like penalty. Now sometimes it's if it's intentional, like. They they don't they don't take into account whether it's intentional or not because it can happen out of the it, it basically if you throw the puck out of the defensive end and it goes over the glass it's an automatic. Penalty. So I'm on defense and I throw a pass and my teammate sucks and he tips it into the air out of the thing. How if, does it work? If it's a tip, no. But if it's no, just like, like his sticks on the ice, but he does a dumb angle and it like launches off. That's the only way I can think the puck would go out. Oh no! You 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 can pick it up and you know you're trying you're trying to make a pass high off the glass or and something stuck on that weird 90 degree angle thing that guy has and just yeah it, it, it ta- takes off takes off uh-huh. if, if it goes out and doesn't touch the glass two minute penalty i mean like 90 percent of the time it's not intentional you're trying to use the glass to get the puck out of the zone you're, uh-huh. you're trying to to do what it's made for but it, if it goes out then they automatically get a penalty it really needs to have intention put it because like my personal favorite was is you'll see a guy try to clear a puck from his from his zone just like on a penalty kill He'll shoot it over the glass at the other end of the rink, yeah. and that's and that's a two minute penalty because he shoots it he shoots it ten feet in the air, two hundred feet away. That was another rule introduced after the lock lockout of I think oh six. Yeah, were they just trying to get rid of like people wasting time or like killing a break or? Yeah, time wa- time wasting basically. Yeah. You can you throw it you, before that before it was in. You throw it throw it out. All you get you know cool. It's a face it's a face off, but it kill if you're on a pe- if you're on a penalty kill. Like a face-off will kill five ten seconds. Yeah, they brought a lot of rules after that lockout, including the shootout now. So what's the shootout now? Well, basically games the shootout used to be rule. able to, games used to be able to end in ties. Oh, and you get like what one point for a tie? One point for a tie. Yeah. Yeah. So now they give you the one point still. But if you lose in overtime, you get a point, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, you lo- you lose in overtime, you get a point. But if you win in over, if Dang, you win, that's lit. If you win in overtime, you get t- you, you get lose, the, you, you get, get the a full point. Two. Yep. Yeah. What if you the loser the loser point? That's, what if you tie lose every game? Can you still make the playoffs? Like you never win a game all season. Do you think the math works out? <laughs> oh, how oh, many and, games are there? Oh, oh, and eighty two. Oh, and eighty two. I mean, you're at eighty two points. If you go to every, t- 
what what's the lowest points you can get to make the playoffs? Like this season, who was like the it lowest? It changes every it's, season. It's I feel like. it's usually around around ninety. You could almost make it yeah, in a bad year. Yeah, you, around ninety is usually what will get you in. Can you imagine? They're like, we're gonna tie every game and then lose. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go take just take just the loser point every time. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I'm sure impossible, but crazy. Pretty impossible. <laughs> Our strategy is to tie and then lose. I guess you'd go for the win every now and then, but just a fun thought experiment. Every every once in a while, go like five and five zero and seventy seven, <laughs> just to try and make the playoffs. Uh, I guess to bring it to field sports because I'm in charge of those now for some reason. Uh, baseball, I want robo ups. I want the robo umps. I know they were okay in minor league this year. They weren't perfect, but they're better than freaking Angel Hernandez or whatever. <laughs> um, and then for lacrosse, I like the crease dive. So you're not supposed to be able to dive into the crease technically, but in college this past season they let kids do it or the two last two seasons. And I just think it's way safer because if not, you're coming across the middle and getting crushed by some six four kid from Western Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. um, I've noticed the the last couple of years, the more you dive and shoot, the safer you are almost as an attackman because no one's going to like jump on your head and push you into the ground, right? Like it's almost better to dive. So I, I like the dive. I'm team dive. Those uh, the those were always my favorite. I was playing when I was playing for Alabama for for our lacrosse team as a defense as a defenseman. So saw the little you know see the see the little attackman coming across and my eyes just my eyes just light up. Okay, you're going down now. It's just a safety thing for me. I just like go ahead and dive. It's way safer. Like I I'm, I'm about to start teaching like high school kids to just go ahead and just jump to the ground cuz you're not going to get blown up if you're, you know, going horizontal to the ground. Yeah, it's and that was always the thing was the when you did dive was because you you couldn't touch the crease and you can get sick ankles off it too. Like it helps a lot. Oh yeah, because no one's gonna like jump on top of your back. Not supposed to, but in this <laughs> I state. would never. I totally did that. <laughs> what, what about row bombs? What do you guys think of baseball row bombs? I feel like there's precedent for it, especially with all the you know bogus calls that seem Minor to always come out. Yeah. yeah, a couple yeah. leagues did. I, I I'm t- I'm team old I'm old school I'm I'm team against I like the I like the human element, and especially uh, growing up at, and playing you know throughout my career and you know even in men's men's league as a catcher you know the umps you know knowing the umps knowing their little quirks was something that I that I was always big on and prided myself on so you know I know where where I can manipulate the, where I can manipulate the zone and gain that advantage. Yeah, I feel like there's a weird layer of like strategy there of who's who's the umpire and like what does he allow versus what does yeah. another one allow? Like, I mean, there there is a men's there's a men's league around here that I was playing that I was playing in until about until about a year ago when I hurt my sh- when I hurt my shoulder, and I knew if you know if one particular ump was there, okay, I get more on the outside. I get more on the outside corner. If it's another guy, no, okay, I get. I know he calls lo- he calls low, so I'm going to call more stuff down. I just hate that. I just hate, for me, it's like the MLB side. I think for like lower level, sure, whatever. Get some dude back there who's making twenty bucks a game. For like super high level, I like there's too much ego in like MLB umps. They all care too much about themselves. So I just like to get rid of that at that level. More objective, less subjective. So somebody going somebody going full uh full naked gun full naked gun doing you know break dancing to call strike three. Yeah. All right, <laughs> this is a good spot to wrap it up. Thank you again for listening to the Monkey Sports podcast. Don't forget we are presented to you by us monkey sports if you use promo code podcast 10 at checkout that's the word podcast and the number 10 at checkout you will save 10 percent off all non-map items pretty hype deal going into the holidays don't forget as well cyber monday's coming up as well as black friday so make sure you're tuned in to all the monkey sports websites for all the deals that you can find and at your local retailers as well a lot of great deals going into the holiday season make sure you're geared up ready for the spring we'll catch you guys next time